Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Cossade, S.J. Book 2, Chapter 2, Section 6. The duty of the present moment, the only rule. From souls in this state, God exacts the most perfect docility to the action of his grace. It is necessary to be detached from all that one feels and from all that one does to follow this method, by which one subsists in God alone and in the present duty. All regard to what is beyond this should be cut off as superfluous. One must restrict oneself to the present duty without thinking of the preceding one, or of the one which is to follow. I imagine the law of God to be always before you, and that the practice of abandonment has rendered your soul docile to the divine action. You feel some impulse that makes you say, I have a drawing towards this person or I have an inclination to read a certain book, to receive or to give certain advice, to complain of certain things, to open my mind to another, or to receive confidence, to give away something, or to perform some action. Well, obey this impulse according to the inspiration of grace without stopping to reflect, to reason, or to make efforts. Give yourself up to these things for as long as God wishes, without doing so through any self-will. In the state in question, the will of God is shown to us because he dwells within us. This will ought to supplant all our usual supports. At each moment, we have to practice some virtue. To this, the obedient soul is faithful. Nothing of what is learned by reading or hearing is forgotten. And the most mortified novice could not fulfill her duties better. It is for this that these souls are attracted sometimes to one book, sometimes to another, or else to make some remark, some reflection on what may seem but a trifling circumstance. At one time, God gives them the attraction to learn something that at some future time will encourage them in the practice of virtue. Whatever these souls do, they do because they feel an attraction for it, without knowing why. All they can explain on the subject can be reduced to this. I feel myself drawn to write, to read, to ask, to examine this. I follow this attraction and God who gives it to me keeps these particular things in reserve in my faculties to become in future the nucleus of other attractions, which will become useful to myself and others. This is what makes it necessary for these souls to be simple, gentle, yielding, and submissive to the faintest breath of these scarcely perceptible impressions. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, 
to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What's the word that Father de Cossad keeps repeating in the first half of tonight's chapter? Attraction. The Lord draws us by our own heart. He is the God of the human heart. And he leads us according to the inspirations of his Holy Spirit by giving us a kind of attraction, a drawing, an inclination to do certain things. And remember what he said about what it means to be perfect. It's to do the duties of the state in life. And it's to accept whatever the Lord sends us, active and passive. But part of that active fidelity is also the following not only of the precepts, but also of these inspirations that he sends us. And so the more we are docile to the present moment, the more we are living abandoned to God's providence, the more he begins to lead us by these inspirations. Tonight's reading should remind us of what our Lord said. The Holy Spirit blows where he wills. Just like the wind blows where it wills. And you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with all those who are led by the Holy Spirit. Notice what he says tonight. As these inspirations come, the person doesn't really know why they're attracted to this action, to this book, to this situation. But somehow that he or she is. And this is the sign that it's the Holy Spirit leading and not our own reason. See, whenever we make a judgment about what the right thing to do is, that's good. That's following human prudence. And we think, we figure out, and we can give reasons for why this is the right course. But then the Holy Spirit can go farther. He can lead us himself. He can directly guide us through these inspirations. And it's the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our souls, wisdom, understanding, courage, counsel, piety, knowledge, fear of the Lord, that enable us to pick up these inspirations. Almost like a cell phone that can pick up a Wi-Fi signal. The Holy Spirit is guiding us, leading us, inspiring us. And our job is not only to do the duties of our state in life that we can figure out, but to follow all the inspirations the Holy Spirit sends into our hearts. And this obedience to the Holy Spirit is important for our salvation, our individual salvation, but also for the salvation of other people. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.